Hello, and welcome to A Day in the Life podcast. This is a series that aims to recognize employees from various roles by providing insight into each department responsibilities and functions. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed, feel free to reach out to the People, Learning, and Development team at learning.nam at strawman.com. Welcome to a Day in the Life podcast. I am your host, Maria Pichardo, and today we will be chatting with Suzanne Lee, who is the Global Head of Growth for Strawman Group. Hello, Suzanne. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Maria. It's my pleasure. Right. So how about we get started? Um, Can you share a bit more about your role and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes that that name, uh, Global Head of Grow, people don't really know what that means. Um, So it's part of HR. uh, And what we've started to do is to think about uh, human resources, think about our people um, with respect to the employee experience. Uh, and those kind of moments that matter in the life of an employee. Uh, so we have, you know, uh, a new person will will join us. Um, then we hope that everybody will be able to contribute. And we definitely want everybody to grow uh, and being part of the culture as well. Um, so grow in my perspective or in, in the organization perspective is about helping the organization, the teams, and everybody within the organization to grow. So it takes care of all those things around sort of talent. Uh, how do we how do we manage uh, how talent? How do we help people grow? So development, um, engagement of our employees, as well as kind of organizational learning and development. So all of those areas make up uh, the the domain of grow, uh, and that I have the the, the pleasure to lead with a community of practice uh, around the world of which uh, maria you are you're uh, i love to have you part of <laughs> yeah absolutely it has been um just wonderful to get to know this side of uh strumming group um and it's just so cool so so how much we can do you know in our in our role with lnd um and obviously learning more about what you do too um, so let me ask you, what does a normal day in your life looks like? Oh, I don't think there is a normal day. Um, and, and I think that's what I like about it is there, there is no normal day. Um, so a, a day might be made up of, um, you know, I have, I have team meetings, so I have one-on-ones with, uh, with my direct team or uh, the, the team that's based across the world. So at any one, one day, I might be having a morning meeting with, uh, with our team member in, in Singapore, and then in the afternoon, uh, early their time with uh, with the team either you know in, in Andover or in Texas or in Curitiba. Uh, so I had my team meetings um, where we kind of try to come together in a line uh, so we understand what's happening uh, and how we can support each other around uh, around the world. Um, I might be leading a, a leading a, a leadership academy. Um, training workshops. So um, and we're right in the pilot of those at the moment. So supporting the Asia Pacific group and the uh, SEMEA group uh, with those modules of the Leadership Academy. Um, I might be having a conversation with Glint um, as we are, uh, we, we use Glint for our We Engage survey as well as our 360. 
uh, as well as the onboarding and exit surveys. So I might be having a conversation with them. We have regular monthly meetings. Um, so there is no real standard day. And as I said, I like that. I like that variety. Uh, and that uh, some days some days are very, very long, uh, getting up and starting with our Asia Pacific team at 7.30 my time. Uh, and, uh, and other days, you know, a little bit later working with uh, other people around the globe. How interesting in now thinking, I, I almost wonder, do you have multiple clocks running in your house? <laughs> um, I actually have a, I, I don't have multiple clocks, so I think on my Outlook, I've configured it so I have two different time zones. And nice. I, and I base everything on the um, the, the Andover time zone, kind of, and, and I've worked uh, in international organizations for uh, at least the last 25 years, I think my whole life. And so I just have an automatic time zone calculator in my head. So each time <laughs> I'm kind of going, okay, CET, what time is that to um, to uh, to um, New Jersey time, which is where I kind of calculate it from. Right. And then I'll go back from there to Texas, to Curitiba, or forward then to Shanghai, to Singapore, to Australia. Um, how but, interesting and how cool is it that now you kind of have a program, right? Because of the many years that you have worked, you know, with so many international organizations. So uh, I, I give you kudos. I don't know how you do it. I, I literally, every time I have a meeting and it's outside of the, you know, the regular North America, you know, time zone, you'll see me going on to Google. What time is it in? You know, <laughs> for whatever country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what attracts you about this role or Strauman Group? You, yeah. So I joined Strauman um, just over two years ago now, October 2019, just before the whole COVID uh, situation started. So luckily was able to come and visit um, the teams in, in Andover and in Curitiba just before the, the whole COVID thing started. But um, what attracted me uh, was on the one hand, this very clear purpose that Strama Group had around sort of excellence in dentistry um, and being that real partner of choice for the dentist. So I could see the clear, you know, why of the organization. And on the other hand, when I met with uh, Marco Godola, the, the, um, the, the CEO at the time, and then uh, Guillaume, who was just starting to transition into that role, both of them were very, very clear on the role of culture and the role of each individual and each, you know, the role of the human person um, that really makes a difference. And that, to me, was worth its weight in gold. Um, that was, okay, this is the type of company I want to come work for because it might be aspirational, but this is what makes a difference. And it's each and every human within our organization. And, and that's that's the challenge that as we grow, as we know we're going to grow uh, to 10 million smiles a year, uh, how do we how do we ensure that we keep that same sense of um, the human at the at the forefront and at the same time we're creating more efficiencies and effectiveness in the systems and the processes that we use? That's awesome. Um, what in this ties in sort of to this question too, or is a follow up question? What gives you a sense of uh, purpose in your role? Which I think you touched a little bit on it, but you can. I, I'll let you take the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it it is that perspective of being able to make a difference, um, and I think that's the value of being in a company the size of of Strauman, is it's human sized. 
Um, and so being able to make a difference, but being able to see that difference at the individual, the team and the organizational level. So working with the team uh, and managers across the world to, you know, um, to understand our level of employee engagement and to ensure that employees are, and managers around the world are having these conversations to improve their day to day. That gives me such a sense of purpose that what we are doing day in, day out really makes a difference. That's a Right. Um, this one is sort of funny to me because you started right before the pandemic. So let me ask you, what advice will you give yourself if you were able to go back to the day you started? <laughs> God, yeah, this is this is a tough one. But I think um, the, the advice probably doesn't change uh, over over time um, in, in any new job that I've ever started, which is, you know, trust yourself. You know, you have experience, you have skills. This is a new environment. Uh, COVID, everything was kind of thrown up in the air. And, and as you know, we had the restructure and I was trying to support the organization to understand the human side of change and how could we help each other through that through that process. So I, I think um, the advice I would give myself is, you know, this too shall pass. Uh, and if, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, as a team, we can come through this together. Um, but I think it's this, you know, just maybe taking a bit more time to reflect um, because it was very, very, you know, I think I was interviewed by um, by our, our corporate comms group in the in the first kind of three months. And they said, you know, what's your what's your perspective on on Strauman Group? And I said, you know, fast and furious. Um, and I I kind of grown up in startups, so I I thought I was used to Fast and Furious, but this this took Fast and Furious to a whole new level. Um, so I think the advice is to, and it's and it still stands now, is to now and again, you know, step out on step out of the dance floor and onto the balcony, uh, and even if it's just for small snippets of time, head up, see the bigger picture. And then head down and back into the 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 day to day. How how have you been personally impacted by our cultural journey? Mm. So when when I joined, as I said, this notion of the 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 knowing that the culture was so important to the senior leaders, um, it wasn't just an HR thing, right? Because culture is is not an HR thing. It's not a program. It's it's the the water that we swim in. It's everything that happens around us on a day to day basis. Um, And so the, the notion of player learner really fits, I think, to to my personality. I, I, I like to learn. I love learning. I'm a bit of a, a learning, uh, learning junkie. I'm always <laughs> trying to learn stuff. Um, but I, I love to get stuff done and not just kind of talk about stuff. So this idea of the player learner and also, you know, the, the fact that the, the victim and the knower, it's human nature. You know, if we're, if we're, you know, comfort zone is it's called that for a reason because it's comfortable. And so we all go back there when we need to. And so I, I liked the, the this idea of, um, you know, what we're trying to strive for is an environment of growth where people feel safe to step out of their comfort zone, to grow, to stretch together as a team. So this this um, collaborative spirit Uh, so the 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 culture journey in in a program form, I think, is is very useful. Um, but it's actually about the day to day, uh, and how it shows up, and the every single behavior, every single decision that we take, 
shows the culture in one way, one way, shape or form. Absolutely agree with with that. What do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment or um, or a challenge? I think greatest challenges come with great accomplishments, right? So what has that been for you, whether it's strumming group or personally? Ooh, um, <laughs> well, greatest accomplishment, you know, I'd have to say my son because he's a he's a he's a beautiful 24 year old and um, that just kind of feels like that's that's my that's my greatest accomplishment. But um, if I look at it from a um, a professional perspective, I've embarked actually on a on a, on a on a PhD this year, which is fairly um, fairly daunting. I'm a little bit anxious about how this is going to go. But um, and so the the accomplishment feels like. This is the, this is really the right thing for me to do right now because it's an area of, of research, organizational change, you know, how to help growing organizations uh, keep that level of um, small company feel at the same time as undergoing, you know, big company growth and success. And so it feels personally meaningful um, as this is this is a topic I've been um intrigued about for I think the past 10 years and now is just really the right time to to delve into it to dig into it to understand it and hopefully help Stramman group with some of the, the the findings and the and the thoughts that that come out of there so that feels like on the one hand it's the biggest challenge um because this is a this is a very demanding job and and um and and I love it and on the other hand I'm now embarking on a very kind of rigorous uh academic um <laughs> level of, of studies and so how do I how do I get a level of kind of balance between the two so I can't say it's an accomplishment yet because I'm actually on this journey for the next five years but it's, it's definitely the biggest challenge right now that's awesome and honestly you should think that or I think like only to even get there right to to be enrolled in this PhD is already an accomplishment so congrats to you that's awesome um, and obviously, congrats on your son. Like that's a big deal, and a new mother. So I have my two-year-old, as you know. But um, I think that's what my new life mo motto is. You know, if I can make this little human into, you know, a person that will be okay in, you know, twenty years out in the world, and will be a person who's kind and loving and all of that, and I'll be, I will feel very accomplished. <laughs> so, congrats to you on that too. Um, is there something personal you would like to share with us? Maybe something that not everyone knows, um, but that you're re maybe really passionate about. I'm an Epicurean, so um, <laughs> I like good food. I like I like good <laughs> wine. Um, so I love to cook. Um, I love to cook, not when it's kind of you know it's late in the evening and I'm tired, and it's then it's kind of more like a chore. But on a weekend, I will definitely uh, even just sort of cooking for myself, you know. A, a full kind of, you know, oh, I want to do Thai today or I want to do Mexican and then I'll make the cocktail to go with it or, you know, <laughs> have to go find the nice bottle of wine that, that fits. So um, I like uh, I like diff I actually travel uh, vicariously through recipe books. I have such a huge collection of recipe books and I love reading the recipes because it gives me a sense of these different cultures, these different places, the different foods. I actually saw that Stroudman Group had edited a recipe book, right? Um, just a couple of weeks ago, which is really cool. Um, 
So I would, I would you know, that I, I love languages. Um, so I, I, I studied languages originally. I speak fluent French. Obviously, I'm an English mother tongue. Uh, I speak good high German. I speak okay Italian. Um, starting a, I, I, I did eight months of Japanese. I did a year of Mandarin um, and have a smattering of Spanish. So it's, you know, That's I, I, awesome. love, <laughs> I love these different cultures and languages and foods and drinks that go with it. I think you're definitely a a lifelong learner, and I I love that. And speaking about um, you know cooking and being you know tying into food and and all of that, there are two types of cooks. So there's people who cook from scratch or people who cook from recipes. And I think you did answer that. You said you use um, you know read a good recipe and and that's what you use. But do you ever cook from scratch? Um, I'll cook from scratch if it's if it's simpler, simple enough, for example, or if it's something that's similar to something I've done before and I can sort of remember it. Um, I can remember what I did before and then I will modify it. But I am the sort of per I am the sort of person who reads instruction guides um, right. <laughs> because I, I want to know. Otherwise, I feel like I'm missing out on a feature or a benefit that I wouldn't know about if I didn't read the instruction guide. So with right. recipes, same thing. I don't want to waste my time you know, creating something and then it, you know, I missed out that vital ingredient that should have been in there and it make the whole difference. So I kind of Google, you know, what's the best um, fajitas recipe and see about three or four on the on the website and then I'll, right. I'll the one that matches my tastes. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I cook from scratch, as I said, if it's if it's simple stuff. Yeah. So I will relate to you on that especially because I cook personally from recipes I you will never unless like you said unless it's very simple like toast or a sandwich <laughs> I will not cook from scratch and it's been proven that I should not cook from scratch <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do go on Google and sort of like you right I search a few recipes and I like pick and choose and then I kind of like tie it all in together or I might use one that has like a a lot of good reviews um but yeah so that's actually what i do on my weekend so i'm very passionate about cooking from recipes um and i think there is another question that's also sort of personal um and this is the last question it says how do you spend your free time now we know you like cooking with, from recipes but is there anything else you like to do on your free time so at the moment, free time is kind of dedicated to studying and reading um, for the <laughs> for the PhD. But um, I started the guitar uh, last Ooh. year during the whole kind of COVID uh, lockdown situation. And I kind of felt, OK, I need to I, I feel one dimensional and I, I need to have other dimensions. Um, so I previously had in in a much younger life played the violin and I thought okay so yeah I'll leave the violin aside don't want to go with that so guitar tried that and I'm still taking lessons today so I have private lessons but it's kind of every two or three weeks now instead of every week so I, I play that um I started playing tennis as well so I have a weekly cool. tennis lesson I go to the 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 gym um it's kind of like um they call it EMS. It's kind of like uh, muscle stimulation. It's kind of like the physios. Um, right. and, and what's cool is it's only 20 minutes, so it's quick. And uh, it's a, you know, you have to make an appointment. So I feel like I have to go and <laughs> keep myself kind of uh, in shape. So um, reading, cooking, uh, because I, I'm a foodie, as I said, I, <laughs> I, need to, I need to do sport to kind of counteract the effects of that. That's awesome. 
Awesome. I mean, it's been great learning so much about you. Um, I did not even think you did half of the things you mentioned, so that's amazing. Thank you so much for jo joining us at the Day in the Life podcast. You're welcome, Maria. Thank you. And greetings to, to everybody who listens. So all the best. Thank you.